Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? You're fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream that Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 84 of the Hoopers Log. Yes, episode 84. It is a Thursday, TNT Thursday here, March 3rd, 2016. And we are here live in the SeatGeek studios here on CLNS Radio through Blog Talk Radio. And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts later on in the day, thank you again for listening. Uh, I am Asimo Buckets. Andrew Norris is here on the line. Andrew, what's up, man? What is going on? The Seat Geek Studios. I enjoy that. I like that. It's a nice little change up. You sound a little bit groggy today. You you're just waking up over there being that it's like yeah. early in the morning for you. Yeah, it's a little it's a little early it's a little early well, you know, not that early. It's about nine in the morning, but uh, you know, I work till about ten in the ten at night, eleven at night at some days and uh I get home and you know, I look at all these stats and all these things that I do, and these college, this college basketball tournament stuff is getting crazy. You talk about sounding groggy. That's going to be the norm here for the next week and a half. Obviously, as the as the tournaments get going, the conference tournaments are kicking off. Last night in the NBA, obviously, we saw a couple of doozies there. Uh, Andrew, anything you want to mention before we get started on the show? Well, obviously, the YouTube. We both have our uh, YouTube videos up, and you know, as I'm going to mention about probably for the rest of my life is that I was not mentioned in the original intro video. My heart slowly <laughs> broke as I watched it. Um, so I felt obligated to make my own. Make sure you go check us out. Just type in the Hooper's yeah. log. We come right out with the top one. Um, and, and hey, we that that's just the start. I'm excited. I'm thinking about doing an online 2K game today and putting it on. Um, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something fun. Try to get something cool up there tonight. I can't promise any videos, but I definitely want to try. Um, so go go on YouTube, just type in The Hooper's Log. It's that simple. Subscribe, like the videos, let's do it, join the team. You'll, I think you'll like the intros because you finally get to, you know, see, I know you can see what Chris looks like, but nobody got to see what I look like because my the Twitter picture is The Hooper's Log. So now you get to see my right. funny looking face. Um, it's going to be cool. So just uh, go make sure you look it up, subscribe, and um, I, I hope I can put a video out tonight. Absolutely. I thought your intro was fantastic, Andrew. And yeah, I know I'll get heat for the rest of my life on knowing that the intro video is terrible. But yes, please put up, put up, um, put up a video of uh, NBA 2K or anything you'd like to do. That's that'd be outstanding. I'm I'm going to probably put up a couple of uh, conversational pieces, hangout sessions there on the YouTube channel to really just kind of get people introduced to kind of our opinions on what we think. And I would love to get some 2K stuff going. Andrew, you ready to get the show going? Let's do it. 
can do it. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. We're going to start off with NBA. Uh, what happened in the world of the NBA last night? We went five and six in picks, at least through what I make picks. Obviously, I know Andrew and I are trying to get on the same page with picks here. Uh, there were 11 games on the NBA last night. Again, basically another 500 night for us, or for me at least, uh, in my picks. You know, I haven't been great since the weekend, but, hey, you know, that's gambling and that's what happens. But in the world of the NBA last night, the Magic beat the, beat the Bulls 102-89. to You talk about a team now in the Bulls where I think we all kind of saw this coming once Jimmy Butler went down with some of the other issues they've been having. Obviously, Joe Kim Noah's been out and all their other just, just issues as a team. Uh, now this team is 30-30 and 30 and sitting outside of a playoff spot at, at the beginning of March. And now they are considering, you know, now they're behind the Washington Wizards in a tie at 30-30 and 30 with 22 games to go. The Detroit Pistons are, are one or a half game up on the Chicago Bulls and the Washington Wizards. You talk about the Wizards who have finally come around and are figuring themselves out. But the Chicago Bulls getting dominated by the Orlando Magic is not a promising uh, sight for this team moving forward. Who would have thought that the, the Chicago Bulls before the season would have been a team left out of the postseason? Um, it, it's an interesting dynamic there in Chicago, obviously, as they got rid of Tom Thibodeau in the offseason, and now they have a guy in Fred Hoiberg who they thought was going to be their main man. And don't get me wrong, he hasn't done a horrible job, but this team is way more talented than they let on, and they need to be beating teams like the Orlando Magic at this point in the year, Jimmy Butler or not. I mean, Jimmy Butler was the most improved player in the NBA last year. And to see a guy, to see a guy, you know, even though he's that improved, to, to, to not have this team still be at a level where they can compete with teams like Orlando, it just goes to show you that really Tom Thibodeau is a really, really good coach, as we all know, on top of the fact that you got a guy like Jimmy Butler who really is now, as we're seeing, really, truly the MVP of that team. The Orlando Magic getting the victory 102 to 89. They're now 27 and 33. They're only three and a half games back of a potential playoff spot. I don't think they're going to get it. But still being in that situation, we all knew the Orlando Magic would grow, and they're starting to do so. The Charlotte Hornets beat the 76ers 119 to 99. The Philadelphia 76ers are 8 and 53. They are they've been done for a long time. Charlotte 32 and 28. Who would have thought Charlotte would be hovering in that sixth spot in the Eastern Conference? They're doing so. They're still winning. They're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, and that's how you stay relevant in the Eastern Conference. Boston dominates the Portland Trailblazers. They beat them by 23, 116 to 93. An absolutely dominating game by the Boston Celtics. Uh, it's getting to the point now, at least with the Boston Celtics and the way, with the way they're playing, you almost have to consider them a, a legit contender in the East. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that they can, they can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in a seven-game series. That won't happen. That's not going to be the case. It won't happen. But they can compete with a team like, like Cleveland. Now, will they beat them? No. Will they beat them in a game, maybe two? Sure, they could. They could. And, and with the way they're playing lately, they can. Now, clearly – we're about a little over a month away from the postseason beginning, so who's to say anything could change by then? Um, but the way the Boston Celtics played last night against the Portland Trailblazers, it shocked me. I mean, the Trailblazers are a little bit of a smaller team when it comes to their dynamic, obviously one of the better backcourts in the NBA. But the Boston Celtics keep proving why small ball and team play really is going to be more successful in the NBA as time moves forward. The Toronto Raptors beat the Jazz 104-94, getting their 40th victory of the season, now 40-9 and of the Toronto Raptors. Again, still hovering in that top near that top spot in the Eastern Conference. Houston Rockets get a victory, 195 
They get the victory there over the New Orleans Pelicans. You knew that was going to happen eventually. James Harden had a wiper-worthy performance in this one. 39 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, and 4 steals. Performance of the night, 69 on the wiper-worthy performance scale as he dominated in that one. Uh, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies beat the, the Sacramento Kings 104-98. Not to be outdone, though, by DeMarcus Cousins' wiper-worthy performance. 18 points, 16 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. A 51 on the wiper-worthy performance scale. Again, dominating there by DeMarcus Cousins. Even though he didn't quite put the points up, he still put together a pretty solid game. Uh, Sacramento looks like they're not going to do anything when it comes to the postseason. We've been talking about that for a while. It looks like, they're, uh, it looks like their season's pretty much running out of air as we, as we speak. Huh. Uh, the Indiana Pacers, 104 99 over the Milwaukee Bucks, getting the victory there. There were, I believe, seven or eight guys in double figures in this ballgame. I mean, you talk about just complete team basketball. This is the team I was talking about coming into the season. If everyone starts to pick up their game, you'll see guys, Paul George, 15 points, Miles Turner, 12, Mahimi, 10, uh, uh, Ellis, 10, George Hill, 10, uh, another Hill, 10, Stucky to 15. You had, you had, Seven guys and eight guys in double figures last night for this team, and actually seven. My apologies. And when you have a team playing with that, you know, with that much balance, it's really hard to pick your poison when teams like that really come out and play a compl- an entire team brand of basketball. The Indiana Pacers, if they just keep improving a little bit here and there, day by day, heading towards the postseason, they become a very scary matchup in the post in the in the first round of the postseason, no matter who they play. And and, and again, that's what the postseason comes down to. It comes down to matchups and who plays well against who in individual matchups in the postseason. And the Pacers, with the way they've been playing lately, they become a formidable threat in the East. The Washington Wizards, again, like I said, now back to 500, 104-98 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. They get it done. They're starting to prove why they deserve to be in the playoff conversation now. Again, 104-98 beating a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, a big-time win there for them. My Spurs, 51-9 and now as they beat Andrew's Detroit Pistons. Woo! Yeah, and the best part is Andrew thought they'd only win 49 games before the year. I understand, Andrew. I see where your logic was, but clearly that's not the case still. And what's crazy is, what's even crazier about all this, is the San Antonio Spurs are 51-9, and and any other year they would be the top team in the, in the Western Conference. And considering what the Golden State Warriors are doing right now, it's the only reason the Spurs aren't the top spot in the West, 51-9, and at the beginning of March is insane. And the, and the Detroit Pistons aren't too bad either. Look, this game kind of came down to the Spurs really just grinding it out and outplaying the Detroit Pistons. Clearly, they still have they still have more team chemistry, obviously further along in the process than the Detroit Pistons are. This game really just came down to that alone. It wasn't the fact that the Pistons aren't good enough. They just kind of ran into a buzzsaw with the San Antonio Spurs and with the way that they've been playing in the Western Conference and overall at home. Now still undefeated. I believe they've won 29 games in a row at home. San Antonio just dominating again, 51-9, and heading into, uh, you know, obviously the next couple of days. I think they played a night in the NBA. Yes, they played New Orleans. We'll talk about those games later. Uh, the Nuggets beat the Lakers 117-107. to They get the victory there, and they move forward, obviously. Not much to talk about there as both teams are kind of outside of the playoff race and outside of the conversation. But game of the night, and, and I don't think this is – much of a debate if you'd like to call in and talk about this game this will really be our main focus of topic today uh on the hoopers log the clippers in in oklahoma city thunder 
Clippers get the victory 103 to 98. But if you watched this game, you saw this is just flat out what it was. This was a choke job. This was no other no other explanation for the uh, the entirety of this ball game. This was a complete choke job by the Oklahoma City Thunder. I understand they're going through some hard times right now in their organization with the death of the part owner of the team. To be a hundred percent honest, and I know this is very this is very unethical to say this, and I and I understand the morale behind this 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 piece of saying this is very wrong and off the charts, but. Let's just be honest. They've got that co-owner was just got charged with conspiracy theories of, of being involved in something that I mean, obviously he went through, and then the next day he pretty much died in a single car accident. Look, I, I don't want to say karma, and, and to be and, and, and the story behind all that is the fact that that the the part owner was apparently best friends with guys like Clay Bennett. Look, anything you're you're talking about. I'm I'm from here in the Pacific Northwest. I live 40 miles south of Seattle. You're telling me that I have any any kind of care for Clay Bennett and what he did to this organization to completely really out uproot them from Seattle and take them to Oklahoma City. I have no sympathy for anything that man ever goes through. He's completely ruthless. He's sinister. He's 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 just he's the most he's the most maniacal uh, asinine you name it just jerk head of a man. I could say all these worse words that I want to, but I have no sympathy for that man and what his life goes through for the rest of his life. He completely took away a part of culture here in Seattle because all he wanted to do was take his team back to take a team back to his homeland and everyone in a, around him supported what he did. So for what this guy goes through in his life, and I understand life is different from basketball. I'm never going to deny that. I'm never going to deny that losing someone in your organization is, is definitely more important than the game of basketball. But for how it happened and for why it happened, you got to kind of scratch your head and think, okay, you know, clearly there was some other stuff behind why he died and what like that. But at the end of the day, I don't have any sympathy for this Oklahoma City team and how they lost last night might be the reason for what's going on. Also, the, the, they just shut down. With about seven minutes to go, the Thunder only scored six six points. Seven minutes left in the ball game, they were up by twenty, and they 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 completely choked and gave the Clippers a chance to come back and win, and they did. One hundred three to ninety eight. There were a ton of white boys performances in this one. Kevin Durant. 30 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 blocks, 61 on the West for the performance scale. Normally that's good enough for a victory, but not tonight as they choke away the ball game. The Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, 24 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds, 54 on the West for the performance scale. DeAndre Jordan for the Clippers, 20 points, 18 rebounds, 2 assists, a 51 on the West for the performance scale. And Chris Paul, also a 51 with 21 points, 13 assists, and 4 rebounds. Andrew, I'm just going to say it. Obviously, I think the Oklahoma City Thunder choked in this one. But at the same time, I also think that it also came down to this Oklahoma City Thunder team. You mentioned it about over the last week or so that do they have a problem? Are they going through a rough patch? I think, honestly, now the trade for Randy Foy, it it helped them in the sense that for Randy Foy, it helped them improve their starting rotation. But what it did and what it has done is it has completely taken away, I think, chemistry from that bench. Maybe the players they traded away for Randy Foy really had a large, or larger impact on the bench than we thought, and now they're really trying to figure out a rotation to get their team going. They have not looked the same since making that trade, and if anything, they have looked a little bit worse. Yes, they played well against Golden State over the weekend, but when it comes to consistently playing well in the regular season, they do not look like the same team that they were before making that trade, and that, and that can really hamper really maybe the goals that they have going forward going into the postseason. And, and it, with a game like this, 
this is one of those games that really changes the outlook of your season. When you're dominating by 20 over any team, I don't care who it is, you should win. With that much time left in the ballgame, it should be an automatic victory. Something I think is seriously going on wrong in that Oklahoma City rotation. And now going into Golden State tonight, who thinks they're really going to come back and win that game? You talk about a major comeback if they were to come back and win that ball game, it would be one of the biggest uh, bounce-back wins in NBA history. What was your take on this ball game and the rest of the NBA on Wednesday, Andrew? Well, I mean, I don't think the whole Randy Foy trade is really affecting it. I think they're just on a cold streak. Um, I think, you know, they're doing different rotations, and you got to get used to those rotations, but it's something that's going to come. They're fine. They lost to the Clippers. The Clippers are a great ball team. 20-point leads that get blown, I don't put much into. It's a four-quarter game for a reason, you know. If I, I'll put something into it if you get lazy and you lose the lead, if you, but they just lost or ended up playing an overall better game. Um, and, and, you know, speaking of the, the co-owner who who died, uh, you know, that's obviously pretty sad to hear. But, you know, it, it's always interesting when you hear somebody is, you know, arrested for conspiracies or indicted on conspiracy charges or charges similar to that, and then all of a sudden they just go through some type of dramatic death in some magical way. You want to talk about conspiracies? I got one for you. Um, and, yeah. and it's just, it's always a little bit strange to hear. Um, and, and it is sad, you know, and like you said, life is way more important than basketball and it always will be. Um, and it's something sad to hear. Um, it's something that, you know, when you really read into it, it can get a little bit weird to hear. I might, on that video I post later, I might talk about it a little bit, go into depth with what I've heard, throw some conspiracies out there. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. But so I think I think what happened, honestly, is this team went up 20, and then they put their eyes on Golden State. And the Clippers, as yeah. we saw against Golden State, aren't an easy team to put away. Um, they, can, they can get hot. <laughs> Excuse me. And... Uh, they need to. They can't have mental lapses like that if they want to be a serious threat for the title. Obviously, in the playoffs, they wouldn't have that mental lapse. They're not looking ahead to anybody else. But they can't, you know, and I know I said I don't put much merit into 20-point losses. That being said, you still don't want it to happen. It still looks incredibly bad when it happens. And you want to have some chemistry issues or some locker room issues, go blow some 20-point leads because that's, that's where those come from a lot of the time. Um, overall, yeah. on the night of basketball, you're, the, the Spurs slacked my Pistons in the second half. Um, the, the Pistons got Spurs. I mean, that's the only way I know how to explain it. They just got Spurs. And uh, it, it's just, I mean, it, you're not going to beat the Spurs. The Spurs haven't lost at home. I was, I was disappointed because of the way they played in the first half compared to the second half. Um, but at the same time, I looked at the first half and walked away with a positive. You know, we don't have a terrible schedule yes. coming up the next couple of weeks. So I, I, we have kind of the schedule Charlotte's had of late, and that's just kind of the, the it, like, Little League basketball schedule. Um, you know, it, it's it's a – it was – I'm more excited for today's best. You know what's on tonight. We get Thunders-Warriors again. I think it's going to be more like a 20-point game this time with the Warriors winning. But yeah, it, it, who knows? The Thunder might finally have their number. Um, and and – this is another reason I don't think the Warriors will beat you there, Andrew? The, uh, the, the 10 loss. Andrew, you there? I you? think Andrew may have fallen off the line. I, I can't tell. Um, either way, uh, maybe me? I fell off the line. 
Who's to say who knows what no. happened? Uh, if you can hear me, uh, thank you again for listening to the Hooper's Log. Uh, am I am I on? Am I am I on? I am on. Okay, so Andrew did drop off the line. Okay, cool. I have, we have technical difficulties here from time to time. You know, obviously we are here in the Pacific Northwest, and um, you know when it rains, obviously out in Detroit it gets it gets snowy. All it's those things, you know, and, and the weather can really hamper what we're going through. It's Hopefully that can be heard, and everything can be heard here on the Hooper's Log. If not, then that is a shame. Um, but back to the main point, um, hopefully this can be heard. So anyway, um, hopefully I can be heard on the show, and hopefully everything is going to plan. I don't know why things aren't being told here but um i'm gonna hold on just for a moment i'm gonna turn on some music and hopefully that will fix the situation so i'll be back in just a bit to talk about uh college basketball and also break down what uh what 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 to expect in the nba today andrew's got to get back to his uh got to get back to work so we'll be back in just a moment under a group this is the word Tribulation, but I know God. Satan wanna put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry. Yeah, yeah. I look around me. So many motherfuckers wanna tell me, but they don't gonna never tell me. In front of a dirty double mirror, they tell me, and I love myself. The world is a ghetto, big guns and big Well, I don't know what was happening there, but we're back. Uh, anyway, uh, the Hooper's Log is brought to you by CLNS Radio. Seat Geek Studios, if you'd like to call on the phone number, is 323-642-1558. Andrew Norris had to get back to work. He's a very busy man uh, with what he does, uh, and he will be putting up a YouTube video here sometime soon. Again, if you want to check out the YouTube channel, go check it out, the Hooper's Log uh, for YouTube. We'll be checking that out there. Also, to give you some information, I'll be talking about college basketball here in just a moment. Jonathan Wagner... He works for the Colonial Conference. He writes for the Colonial Conference. He will be coming on the show on Monday, and we'll be talking about the Colonial Ch- uh, Conference Championship. And we'll be talking about all things college basketball in the world of what's going on in the world of hoops. So anticipate that for Monday, episode 86. That's what they'll be there. Obviously, episode 85 will be tomorrow late, and we will get into depth about, you know, Andrew will get into depth about the world of basketball and what's going on there. But Let's give you a, an update on the world of college basketball before we preview for you what to expect in the world of the NBA tonight. There's only four games in the NBA tonight, but we'll talk about those here later. Let's talk about what happened in the world of college basketball last night. Obviously, there are three conference tournaments starting tonight. The Big South standing is starting with Winthrop, High Point, and Coastal Carolina really coming in as the three teams to look out for. High Point winning the Big South conference and Winthrop kind of hanging right there tied with them at 13 and five in the conference coastal Carolina won the conference tournament last year so look out for them too as they have a legit chance UNC Asheville and Gardner Webb are also two teams to look out for heading into the big south tournament the MAAC standings Monmouth won the regular season championship but there's a lot of teams right behind them hovering in Iona Siona Fairfield St. Peter's and Manhattan won it last year, and they're not as good as this year, 9-11 in conference, but they have a legit chance of competing in the MAAC standings in the uh, 
world of this uh, standing situation here in the conference play. Again, March 3rd, conference standings or conference tournaments are starting today. There are already five in progress as of today, and there are three more starting today. So eight conference tournaments will have begun after today. The Missouri Valley Conference is also starting today as Wichita State. Uh, was the regular season champion in Evansville, Illinois State, and Southern Illinois are all right behind them. And Northern Iowa, a team coming into the season highly ranked and highly touted, will be coming in ready to compete in that conference tournament. Who do I have in those conference tournaments? Who do I have making it, going it through? I think High Point, honestly, is going to be a team that's going to come out of the Big South standing. They have been a team who's really been on a mission, and over the last week or so, they have really turned it into high gear. I believe they've won four or five games in a row. If not, they've been playing unbelievable basketball. I think heading to the Big South Championship, they're going to be the team to beat in that tournament. It's a rather large tournament there in the Big South. In the NAAC Men's Basketball Championship bracket, I have – Monmouth getting it done. I think Monmouth is ultimately going to get through and win it all. I mean, outside of Iona and Siena, it's looking like Monmouth is really going to be the team to beat in in this game. I, I really don't know how any other team is really going to be able to face off against Monmouth and beat them. I can see Iona playing well, Siena, maybe even St. Petersburg or Fairfield, but Monmouth really is the team to beat in the MAAC bracket and then the Missouri Valley Conference one of the better conferences in all of college basketball in fact I would I would argue that it's actually probably the best uh small conference tournament uh in in all of basketball with Wichita State and you and I look so the first round Bradley and Loyola Drake and Missouri State all play tonight and then obviously uh the next day on Friday Wichita State plays whoever wins Bradley and Loyola and then Drake plays whoever uh, Drake and Missouri play whoever Evansville whoever wins that game, and then you got the then you have the uh, those are the quarterfinals, and Wichita State should be able to beat Southern Illinois or should be able to beat whoever they play, and then Southern Illinois and U and I play, which is University of Northern Iowa. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be between I think Wichita State and U and I on March fifth on Saturday afternoon at two thirty p.m. Eastern time. I think it's going to come down to whoever wins that game is going to win the uh, conference tournament because I feel like whoever wins that will head into the championship game understanding that that's how the tournament, the NCAA tournament is going to be played out, and they're going to need to play like that every single day. I think Wichita State or you and I, whoever comes out of that win in that bracket in the corner final is going to win the tournament game in this in this, uh, in this this Missouri Valley Conference championship. But don't expect – any real surprises in those conference championships? I see those teams that I picked to win it all to really come through and play well. But in the other conference tournaments, the America East, Northeast, and the Ohio Valley conferences, those three conferences, they got it going last night, and it was incredible what happened. There were some huge upsets in the world of these uh, in the world of these uh, brackets as um, as Albany. Albany has won the last three conference tournaments in the Northeast, and they got beat by Hartford 68-59. to Hartford only won four games in the American East Conference, and they are 9-22 and on the regular season. They beat Albany, who was 13-3 in the Northeast Conference, and they go on to base Vermont, who beat Maine yesterday 99-82. to They got the victory there. Vermont should be able to walk all over Hartford and get into the championship game 
on Monday, March 7th. And then on Wednesday the 2nd, yesterday, obviously, Stony Brook beat UMBC. They head into the quarter. They head into the semifinals, and New Hampshire beat Binghamton 56-51. to It'll be Stony Brook and New Hampshire on the 7th of March. I think Stony Brook will follow, follow through and get it done there, and they should play Vermont in the title game on Saturday, March 12th. A lot of breaks in between that conference tournament, by the way. It's pretty insane to see. The Northeast, or excuse me, the America East, uh, that was the America East Conference, my apologies. The Northeast Conference Championship Tournament, that started off yesterday. A big-time upset as St. Francis Brooklyn gets beat by Mount St. Mary's. I expected St. Francis Brooklyn to win this whole tournament, and they lost. Sacred Heart also lost to LIU Brooklyn. LIU Brooklyn and and, uh, Mount St. Mary's will be playing one another in the next round, I believe so. I'm not quite 100% sure how it's all going to work out. From my knowledge, it's going to be uh, – they have it all kind of set up odd in the uh, in, in the bracket. Let me check it out real quick before I give you any more information. But uh, obviously, those were the scores in the first round there for the quarterfinals in the, uh, in the Northeast uh, Men's Conference Tournament bracket. Uh, in other games for that bracket, Fairlane Dickinson beat St. Francis University, the one from Pennsylvania – 74 to 72. They got the victory there in that one. Uh, and then in the other game with the number one seed, Wagner beat Robert Morris. They beat them 59 to 50. Obviously, the favorites in that conference getting it done, as you can tell. So, in the semifinals of the Northeastern Conference, you have Mount St. Mary's playing Fairlane Dickinson. It's going to be a big-time game there. Both teams are, I'm telling you, I think Fairleigh Dickinson is going to get it done. And then Wagner plays LIU Brooklyn. It's going to be a big-time uh, It's going to be a big time thing uh, between these teams going down the stretch here. I, I think Fairleigh Dickinson and Wagner are going to face each other in the tournament game, in the championship game on Tuesday, and I see that being the case moving forward. In the next conference tournament, the Ohio Valley tournament, and what happened last night, a major, major upset as Austin PA dominated Tennessee Tech, ninety-two to seventy-two, and Austin PA moves forward, and they're going to play Tennessee State. I think Tennessee State's still going to win that game. Uh, Murray State also knocked off Eastern Illinois, seventy-eight sixty-two. They move on and play in Game Four tonight, as all of those teams are playing tonight. Austin PA plays Tennessee State, and Moorhead State plays Murray State. I think Murray State's going to win that one and move on to play. UT Martin, and I think obviously Tennessee State is going to move on to play Belmont, and they'll play on Friday. So those are your conference uh, tournament updates in the world of college basketball. Obviously, ranked games were on last night. No ranked opponents went down, so nothing major there. In the uh, in the Patriot League, they're having their conference. They're having their semifinal games tonight. I think it's going to come down to North Florida and Florida Gulf Coast in that conference. Whoever wins that game, I think is going to win the championship game on Sunday on the 6th. Obviously, Stetson and Lipscomb play tonight, so that's going to be an interesting matchup, but I don't think whoever comes out of that has a chance of beating North Florida or Florida Gulf Coast. And in the Patriot League, um, that last conference one was the Atlantic Sun. In the Patriot League, you see uh, Bucknell and and Holy Cross are going to play. Uh, I think Bucknell is going to dominate Holy Cross tonight. Obviously, Colgate and Army Point, it doesn't really matter who wins. Boston University should be able to beat American, and then Lehigh should be able to beat Navy in that next conference play. So you've got a lot of conference games tonight. Obviously, there's a couple starting. There's a couple that are in their quarterfinals, semifinals, or whatever you call it. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world of college basketball and the small conference tournaments, and we'll keep you updated as time moves forward. And I will give you YouTube videos uh, over time 
over these next couple of days regarding the world of college basketball and what to expect in the world of the NBA. If you'd like to call in again, the phone number is 323-642-1558. I apologize again for the technical difficulties earlier in the show, uh, but that happens this time of year with the weather and with, with things going on around here. That's generally how things work. Um, Again, in the world of college, uh, in the world of the NBA, there are four games tonight on TNT. On a TNT Thursday, we have uh, we have four games in the NBA, and the two games on TNT are going to be outstanding. Spurs at Pelicans. Obviously, the Pelicans are trying to fight their way back into the conversation for a playoff spot. The Spurs are favored by eight and a half. Uh, take the Pelicans plus the eight and a half. I think you're going to find a way to keep it close in this one. I think the Spurs will ultimately win, but it'll be very close. I wouldn't be shocked if the Pelicans shocked them in New Orleans. Suns and Heat, obviously the Heat are favored by 14. I have them on board favored by 14. I would take the Heat minus the 14. They're going to dominate tonight. They should win by 20 easily over the Suns. Kings and Mavericks. Mavericks are favored by 7. I have them favored in at 7.5 on my board. I would take the Kings plus the 7, 7.5. Uh, reason being is Marcus Cousins is going to find a way to keep this game close at least, and if not, maybe potentially win for the Kings. The final game on TNT, as we mentioned earlier, Andrew and I, Thunder and, and Warriors. The Thunder uh, are just coming off their big-time loss, and the Warriors are trying to go 55-5 and in their first six. I think the Warriors are going to dominate in this one. They're favored by 7.5. Take the Warriors. They should absolutely murder the Oklahoma City Thunder in this ball game. So that's your, that's your, those are your scores. For the NBA, and that's what you expect. That's our prediction. We got about a minute left on the show. Again, episode 84 is in the books. Go to the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Obviously, uh, conference play is getting going. Go check those out on on college basketball. The regular season for the big time conferences ends here in the next three or four days, and then obviously the big time conferences start. Conference tournaments start next week, and you will see those more and more often as you move forward on ESPN and all these other channels that host uh, the college basketball world and the college basketball landscape. Um, again, my name is Simo Buckets. Andrew Norris was in today. He got he had to go back to work. He also had some technical difficulties. Uh, that, that happens this time of year. That's going to happen, and that's what's going to be the case from time to time around this time of year. Expect the weather to get better and expect the show quality to absolutely improve from here. Okay, about a minute left on the show. Um, again, Episode 84 in the books. Episode 85 will be tomorrow around 6.30, 7 o'clock, sometime around there, Eastern time, expected to be on live on the air at an hour-long show. Andrew will be hosting. I'll come on for a little bit, and I'll give you my take on what to expect. Again, my name is Simo Bucket, uh, Apple Podcasters. Thank you again for sticking in there and hanging in with us. Uh, we'll be moving on forward and going on to episode 85 tomorrow. Yes, episode 85, TNT Thursday. We'll recap it for you tomorrow. We'll also talk about the conference tournaments. And we'll also talk about the world of basketball and what to expect over the weekend. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day, everybody.